Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hi 
guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Paul Olinger. And Paul is a writer, comedian, and podcaster. After retiring at 42 and finding himself bored out of his mind, Paul started the Crazy Money Podcast where he explores the connection between money, happiness, work, and meaning. And in his one-on-one conversations with some of the world's most interesting people, Paul helps uncover the true sources of happiness in life and what money, success, and fame can and can't do for us. And today, Paul and I talk a little bit of a different podcast, but we talk about meaning, money. We definitely loop in relationships, but something that I'm passionate about and that I, I feel very thankful for in having a life that I love. I get to do what I want, when I want, with who I want most of the time. And that was a very deliberate thing that was instilled in me when I was a young teenager by my parents. And it brings me a lot of joy and personally and in my relationships to be able to do that. And Paul and I talk about kind of how to pursue that path. So if you're tuning in, you're a younger lad or lady out there, then great. You know, you can start to set yourself up now. If you're older in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, it's never too late. And there's ways to do that, that Paul gives some specific examples of some things that you can do to start living a life that resonates more with with what you want. And, and you know, life happens and sometimes we're not able to do that. And, and like I said, I have a lot of gratitude for being born to the parents I was born to in a, in a relatively privileged life. So I want to make sure that that's there um, because I understand not everyone does. But even if you don't, you have the the ability to live the life of your dreams and, and start that. So I really enjoyed this this positive and affirming conversation with Paul. I know you guys will, too. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hey, Paul. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me, Chase. Today, we're going to have kind of a free-flowing conversation about a few different things. And I thought a good place for us to start would be having you share with our listeners the podcast that you do and why you chose to have a theme centered around the connection between money, fame, finding meaning and, and happiness. And we'll loop in relationships to that. And then we'll start there. Awesome. Um, I started the podcast Crazy Money five years ago uh, because I'd had this unique life experience that, you know, growing up, your parents, your mom, right, says, you know, money won't make you happy. And I grew up in a comfortable middle class uh, family, six kids, two parents stayed together for 55 years, solid family. Um, but money was always, it was always like stress around money. And like that, like there wasn't enough. And I think that was because my parents were like depression era parents that were always like, that felt like they were one week away from going broke or whatever. And, and I, I developed this attitude that like someday I'm going to make a lot of money and then I won't have to stress because I'll have a lot of money and there won't be any stress. And what happened was I went on long story short, I, I was, I became an early employee at Facebook in 2007 and I, through our stock option program, I made a lot of money, millions of dollars. And I was more money than I ever imagined having. And 
like a knucklehead, I quit my job at 42 years old. I just kind of, I just retired at 42 and I didn't have a plan. I just was like, oh, meaning will find me. And it was fun for three to six months. And then, and then one morning I dropped my kids off at school and came back to my house and I was just sitting there and I looked at my email box and like, nobody was emailing me. No customers were complaining. No colleagues were like commiserating. Nobody was asking for my opinion. And I realized I was like, oh, I've just isolated myself because I thought that work was just about a paycheck. It wasn't about more than that. And I had all these experiences where I was like, it's not that money doesn't make you happy because you definitely need a certain amount of money to live. You have to have your expenses covered. You can't be stressing about your car breaking down or paying next month's rent. That is just no way to live. But beyond that, making a lot of money doesn't come with the psychic, you know, feelies that you think it's going to bring. It's fun, but like at a certain point you go, okay, that's nice. But I, but it's not like it makes me feel like I've just achieved nirvana like I thought it would. And so I started reading everything I could about money and meaning. And I learned about all these things in our brains and the way they work. It makes us think money will make us happy. And in the end, our brains are wrong. And so that was the thing I wanted to explore, the human experience around money and happiness and why what we think will make us happy generally doesn't. I love that theme and that thread and certainly money. We've had a few episodes where we talk about money and relationships and how we all have different relationships with money and how when we're with a partner, we got to navigate that. That's a huge thing. I want to kind of take us down that road of of finding meaning and and how much in the conversations you're having and with yourself, relationships, how much that comes up in this finding meaning. Because for me, I put a lot of emphasis in ideas around this, not so much money, but this idea that if I just have the the relationship of my dreams, then I'll be happy. I think that's a that's another thing. Once our baseline, you know, like you said, money income is being met. Have you found any common themes as it relates to your guests or with yourself relationships coming into the picture? Well, I mean, I, I think the common theme is that if there's chaos in your life, it's going to be harder to be happy. And that chaos can have a bunch of different sources. And one of those is financial chaos. One of those is relationship chaos. One of them is health, you know, chaos from your health. And that if, if you're trying to deal with, with chaos, it's going to be hard to live like a calm, peaceful, you know, uh, not freaked out lifestyle all the time. Let's go back to relationships because one of the things when you start reading about the sources of happiness in life, you know, the, there's, there's a study, I'm sure you've heard it referenced if you haven't actually read it or, or talked about it specifically, the Harvard longitudinal study that measures human happiness in Harvard students and then graduates over the course of the last like 80 years. And they start studying the habits the diets, the physical, the, the exercise uh, patterns of all these students, and then they measure their happiness over decades until they die. And it's the, lo- it's the largest and longest longitudinal study of happiness and, and lifestyle that's ever been done. And what they found is that the source of money or the, the sources of happiness and fulfillment are not money. They're not jobs. It's about relationships the number one relate do you have a good relationship with your with your partner do you have a good relationship with your children with your with your friends with your uh, with your parents etc 
and that you know you you look at people with healthy friendships live longer and are happier than people without healthy healthy relationships and so um money comes into it when one the another source of happiness is a sense of purpose and sometimes that purpose is work sometimes that purpose is other people in your life but it becomes pretty clear that like being rich and having bad relationships is not a recipe for happiness and and, and those relationships could be with your partner or spouse they could be with your children it could be with other people but it's like having healthy relationships that's what we're here for man like we're here for friendships we're here to be with other people and that was one of the surprises about quitting my job i i isolated myself by accident work was providing all this great way to interact with other very smart motivated people sure there was stress sure there was sometimes competition with coworkers sure there was conflict but in general, we thrive when we're interacting with other people. And if we're lucky enough to work with other smart, motivated, interesting people, well, then that's even better. How did you find your sense of purpose after leaving the job? Well, the first thing I did was to go look for another job. And so, and so, um, even though, and, and I, and I want to just say I, I'm wildly fortunate to have the option whether to work or not to work or to work on my terms, but the first thing I did was, okay, I got to go get another job because I was using the framework of how I had measured success up to that point, which is good title, interesting company, big paycheck. That's how we think about, that's kind of like when somebody asks you, especially in the United States, what do you do? Or, or they want to know who you are. They ask, what do you do? And so the easiest way to have a good answer to the question, what do you do, or a non-complicated answer to the question, what do you do, is to have a job and to have an impressive job. Be like, oh, that person's, they must be important and happy because they're the vice president of sales or blah, 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 whatever. Even though I really didn't, I knew I had done stand-up comedy for two years in Los Angeles before I went back to Facebook. And I knew deep in my heart, that's what I wanted to do. But I was scared. I was scared of failing at comedy again. I didn't know where to start. I was scared of, of putting my stake in the ground and saying, having my other colleagues that I'd worked with, my other very accomplished colleagues that I'd worked with over the last, at, at Yahoo and then at Facebook, and having go, well, what's he doing again? He's doing this comedy thing again. I was worried too much about what other people thought. And so I went back to work at a job that I wasn't super excited about. And I did that for a year. And I was like, you know what? I have this beautiful opportunity to work on my terms. And if I don't chase my dream at this point, it's a dereliction of duty. It's a dereliction of my dreams. Like, I know I want to do stand-up comedy. I just have to sack up and go risk failing. And, and so after I left that job, I started writing every day and I started going to open mics for the first time in, in years. And that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. Is there any advice that you could give someone when they're facing that that fear? Maybe there's someone listening and they're like, yeah, I, this resonates. I'm, I'm in this job that I don't like. I, I really want to be doing this, but X, Y, Z. We can always find a reason to not do it. And again, everyone has different circumstances. We can be fortunate and, and have the security, but I think there, there can always be a reason not to do the thing. Or there's some kid listening who's 20 years old and they have a fresh start, but they're still feeling the pressure to, to go down a career path. Uh, what would you tell either of those people? Well, I, I think that for that 20 year old, envision yourself at 40 in a job that you hate. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, I took a path of, I, I came out of business school in 1997 
with a hundred, what would be $150,000 in today's dollars worth of student loans. I had done stand up. I told jokes at a talent show at business school. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to be a stand up comedian. That's what I want to do. And then I was like, Oh, but I have these financial, like I've got this financial obligation. I got to pay these loans back. I was, I'm very old fashioned in that regard. Um, and so I was like, I got to go get a job. And I took a job in the coolest industry I could think of, which was the digital media business. And it all worked out very, very well. But like it, to that 20 year old, if you have a dream, you it's, it's, it's going to take you 10 years to figure out how good you can be at that dream. Whether you want to be a chef, whether you want to be a novelist, whether you want to be a stand-up comedian or start your own business, it's going to take you a decade probably to figure out if there's anything there. And that's the 10,000 hour rule. And one of the things about the, the, the downside of the 10,000 hour rule is that if you put in the, t- the time, it doesn't mean you're going to be rich or famous. You will be better than you were before, but there's no guarantee and you don't get that time back. So the best advice I could give any 20 year old is keep your expenses as low as possible for as long as possible. Do not start spending money that you don't have um, to get stuff that is just going to reduce your flexibility um, earlier than, than, than later. If you want to have option career optionality, if you want to be able to pull the ripcord at 28 or 32 and say, I'm going to go do this other thing, put your money in the bank, live small and, you know, don't go buying cars you can't afford and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, your stuff ends up owning you and you become a prisoner to the, to the debt that you have. And, it's, it, it might not seem like a big deal now, but at some point in the future, you're going to be like, I'd really like to go do this other thing, live in Europe for two years or, you know, start a camp or whatever. And that's a prison that won't let you go chase your dreams. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Did you know that a woman is 80% more likely to orgasm when they use a personal lubricant? That's a statistic that many of us need to hear. So let's talk about enhancing your intimate moments with a touch of European luxury. Our sponsor, Pure, brings you the pleasurable and accessible Infinity Personal Lubricant to elevate your sexual experiences. Whether you're exploring with a partner or enjoying some solo time, Pure Infinity has a lubricant for your needs. Their silicone-based lube ensures a long-lasting, non-sticky experience for sensual massages, foreplay, or any kind of penetrative sex. A little goes a long way, giving you the pleasure you deserve during intimate moments. For encounters with erotic toys, try Pure Infinity Water-Based Lubricant. Its silky smooth formula not only enhances your experience, but also moisturizes your skin, minimizing friction for more uninterrupted pleasure during play. I also love that all Pure products are FDA-approved. And here's the exciting part. Our listeners get an exclusive 5% off their order with the promo code I do. Just visit idopodcast.com forward slash sponsors. Click on pure and take the step forward toward upping your pleasure. Support our show by using the link in our episode description. That's P-J-U-R at idopodcast.com slash sponsors. Enjoy. 
If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Yeah, I feel very fortunate myself. I, I think sometimes we don't we don't choose these things. I didn't choose to have the parents I did or where I grew up. And, and I feel very fortunate to have had this idea that if something feels good to me, if something lights me up, do that thing. And yes, at the end of the day, like, I've got to pay bills. You you have to figure it out. But I think if you really sit with yourself or you just you might just have it like for me, I, I played basketball uh, up through college for a while. I wanted to play professionally and I was just like, I'm going to do this. And this is what feels good. And I think but so many times cultural conditioning, societal pressures, our parents pressure us to to go down this this road of pursuing something that that's not our passion that doesn't make us happy and and again we're weighing that with security but I also think fear setting is is a valuable tool in this of going what is the worst thing that could happen you know if I pursue stand up comedy you know I've got some money saved the worst thing that happens is shit I'm going to have to ask my parents for a loan in a year and I'll restart but at least I know I tried but I think if you go in with conviction and you're going to you might not be wildly successful selling out Madison Square Garden but you can make it work and to me it's also about not having regrets and if it means through your 20s you do that and and then you're 33 and it didn't quite work out then you go okay now I got to get a random job and to pay the bills, but at least you, you tried. Everyone has different relationships with risk and that might just be super scary, but yeah. I think that, you know, you mentioned earlier, what, what, but what about that person who's in their career in a job they hate and they have these dreams? I think one of the things is to say, um, you don't have to quit your job a hundred percent to be a, to try to be a standup comedian. In fact, I would say if do it, do it part time for five years before you even consider chasing your dream. Because, you know, I had all these ideas in my head while I was working at Facebook. Like, I want to learn how to speak Spanish. Like, I really want to learn how to speak the language. And this job is preventing me from doing that. And so when I quit, when I quit work, I actually did sign up for Spanish lessons. And I had taken three years in high school and college. And so I had some basis of it. But I was in those lessons for like three months and we start getting into these verb t tenses and there's like, you know, 
16 different verb tenses, you know, past participles, all this stuff. And you got it to, to learn that language. You really have to work on memorization. And then at a certain point, you've got to speak Spanish every day. You got to, you, you know, you got to either have a person you're talking to, a native speaker, or you move to the place like Costa Rica and where you can speak it every day. And I quit taking those lessons because I remembered why I'd quit taking Spanish back in college. I was like, cause it's hard. And, and if you're not willing to put in the work, it's, it, it's not going to work out. And if that, that wasn't the most important thing to me and I can live without speaking Spanish. But when I was working, I was letting this idea, this thought that work is preventing me from doing this cool thing that I want to have. Um, and so that was one of those things where you go, Oh, I guess it's not the most important thing to me. So go Go take those Spanish lessons. Go take your cooking lessons. Go to open mics. Start doing comedy. Get out there and fail. Right. Try to get, try to work towards 20 or 30 minutes worth of material. You're going to find out it's pretty freaking hard. And there's a lot of people out there who are just as funny as you are. And at a certain point, it's about will as much as it is about talent and natural talent. And I, I'm kind of at that point right now where I'm like, do I have the will to really get to the next level of comedy. I'm pretty darn funny. I'm, I'm naturally talented, but do I have the will to get me where I want to go comedically? So don't let your brain play games with you to say, Oh, this job is preventing you from doing it. Look at what that job is providing. It's providing you an income. It's providing you benefits. And by the way, those are really valuable. Even if you have money, we spend 25 grand a year insuring our family for like $9,000 deductible policies. It's terrible. That job is providing you with an answer to what do you do. It's providing you with, uh, as 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 Maslow's hierarchy would say, belongingness and self-esteem that you're not, probably not thinking about being a very positive part of work, but it is. So, so do it part-time. Don't neglect the dream, but don't just scrap everything and think that's the only way to chase it. It's interesting. As you were saying that, I definitely relate to that as it comes to pursuing our passions, jobs, but also with relationships that like, if you're not willing to do the work at a certain point, you're, you're not going to be successful. If you just think it's going to happen on your own, if you think, oh, I want to be a stand up comedian. Yeah. I get the whole part-time thing. And, and from that approach, it's good. But if we're talking about finding meaning and, and happiness in a relationship, the same thing ultimately applies when it gets hard. If you're just like, no, this isn't for me and that's okay. But you, you're not going to succeed is such a, a funny word to use with the relationship, but like to be content. And, and as you said earlier in the conversation, relationships are the most important things in these studies in our lives. And that's not just romantic relationships. I found a lot of fulfillment through focusing on my friendships. And I think that's a, a huge part of this too, is just so much. We have a, this is a relationship advice podcast, romantic relationships, but I like to talk about to our listeners, like cultivate those friendships. Cause Maybe that emptiness that you're kind of feeling that you're not getting from your romantic partner, it's not about your partner. And often it's about us regardless, but it's like, what's your friend circle like? You know, how do you relate to that? I think if you, if, if you don't know how to be a good friend, it's going to be a hard time being a good partner. You know, I mean, like the author, when you were saying that, it made me think of the author, Mark Manson, who wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He doesn't ask what your dreams are. He asks, what pain are you willing to endure? And that certainly has, um, that, that will tell you 
whether or not your dream is to speak Spanish or be a stand-up comedian or be a surfer or whatever it is, like when you say I'm willing to endure whatever it pain it takes, I, I think marriage is a lot like that in the sense that and and relationships are like I'm willing to endure X but not Y. I'm not willing to endure infidelity on behalf of my partner. I'm not willing to endure financial recklessness to the point where I will stay in a relationship with somebody who has a massive gambling problem or an addiction or something like that. That doesn't mean you're not willing to work on it, but it means at a certain point you have to say, we've done everything we can. The pain is not going to change and I'm not willing to endure that. And money in relationships just provides so many different ways for pain to enter the conversation. And so, um, I think being aware of what's, what's tolerable and what's intolerable, especially as it relates to, uh, money with your partner is it's, 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 it's good to explore and it's good to know. Totally. And, and we talk about that a lot as boundaries and, and I love Correct. that same, just a different word for it, but I love that framing of like, rather than we definitely want to understand what we want from a relationship, from a job, but going to the inverse is like, what's the boundary? What are we not willing to accept? Well, it could be on the upside or the downside, right? And I just said, well, I'm not willing to be in a relationship with somebody who has a gambling problem. Okay. Well, are you on the same page with your partner who wants to be, who, who wants to be a multimillionaire regardless of anything? Like I'm going to, they're going to work 80 hours a week and they're going to neglect their relationships. They're going to neglect their children because the most important thing in their life is corporate achievement or, or financial achievement. That's just as likely to, to be outside the boundaries as is somebody who has a shopping problem or a, you know, a gambling problem. It's like you need to have a shared vision around what is, what is, what is a peaceful, positive life look like in this relationship? What, what are we both committed to? Um, in our own ways to creating what is that life for our family, for our household, or just for the two of us, if there's not kids involved to say, these are the things we really like, you know what we commit to two week long vacations at the beach or in the mountains together where we can rebound. And that's a financial, that's a financial commitment. What are you willing to sacrifice to provide for that in your budget? Um, well, we don't need to, you know, drink, $50 bottle of wine, we drink the, you know, we drink the turning leaf, you know, uh, uh, instead, like we're going to save money on the little things so that we, so that we can commit to those two glorious weeks every year or whatever your individual thing is. Maybe you want a bigger house. You're like, hey, you know what I really want? I want a big yard for the dog. Okay. That's great. What do you, what pain are you willing to endure to provide for that in your budget? And so, you know, being on the same page with your partner around money is, is, is a really big deal. And it's tricky because by nature, no, there's always, it's, it's an unequal, um, relationship. There's always somebody with more and there's always somebody with less and conversations around money and relationships aren't just about money. They're about values. They're about your history. They're about your parents. They're about, you know, the vision you have for the person you want to be. And those things are really personal and they're really emotionally charged. And so that's why conversations around money can get so, can get so heated sometimes. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. 
Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach, integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Yeah, we've had a few episodes on um, understanding your money personality. People frame it different way. It's your relationship with money. And and what's interesting is, and maybe this has come up in your conversations on your podcast, but it doesn't matter. It does matter. I don't want to say it doesn't, but you can have someone that's incredibly wealthy on paper whose relationship with money, because maybe they grew up poor or their parents had, you know, their parents were poor, but they don't want to spend. And so, so imagine that's in a relationship and that can create all kinds of conflict. But when you understand for yourself and then you're able to share it with your partner, then now you're relating more, you're seeing your partner and not just 
projecting like, hey, why are you cheap? You're so cheap. You don't want to go on vacation. We have all this money. It's like, no, it's deeper than that. Correct. I, and sometimes in, in, in my relationship with my wife, I'm the policeman and she's the dreamer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and broadly speaking, there's those are kind of like the two personalities around money when it comes to like, do, do you believe in saving and, and preserving and, and not running out? Or are you less worried about that? And, and that comes back to the way to the household I grew up in, you know, and that's and how how she grew up. And so, you know, we try to strike that balance in between, you know, my fear is that someday we'll run out and that, you know, my job is to preserve our our capital and to make sure we're not spending too much and that we're setting the right example for our kids. On the other hand, she pushes me and says, you know, we we really should, while the kids are young, we should take this vacation so that we create those memories with them. And, and, you know, we've taken some pretty great vacations that are so much more expensive than I was ready to spend. And I don't regret a single dollar that we spent on those vacations. Now, uh, I'm not advocating, you know, maxing out your credit cards to take your kid to Disney World. I think that's a terrible idea. Don't, you, you know, don't spend a full paycheck on a Taylor Swift concert ticket. Take your kid to lunch at her favorite restaurant and then go see the movie. Like you can, you can, you can, you can show your kids financial responsibility while also, you know, trying to provide as much as what is reasonable around what their dreams are. But, but yeah, there's, there's always that tension between sort of like the, should we spend, should we not spend? And if you have two dreamers in in a relationship, you're, you're probably going to run up debt. If you have two policemen in the relationship, well then, you know, maybe, maybe you're not going to have as much joy in your life because you won't allow yourself to spend that money on the things that will provide you experiences that you would otherwise have a great time having. Exactly. And it's like so many things with relationships is bringing awareness around it that we're not just operating out of like, I'm a policeman and you know this is the way it's going to be because that's just naturally how we come out. It's it's going, oh, wait, I'm this way because my parents were depression era parents. OK, you know, and, and forgiving yourself for that. Right. Having some compassion towards yourself, communicating that to your partner. So now they understand Oh, when they don't want to spend money, it's not because there's zero fun and, and they don't want to you know be happy. It's because there's a wound there or whatever. And then then we relate better. Yeah, it's a fear like like something happened to that person or they're just like if we do this, then I am a bad person, you know, like, and I don't want to be a bad person. So I joke, I'm, I was raised Catholic. And so I joke to say like, I feel like I deserve to have the money. I just don't deserve to spend it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that comes, that comes like way back to, you know, the way the what we were taught on Sundays as kids, you know? Totally. I want to ask you before we go here, because you've had so many conversations with, with very interesting people, public figures, famous people, and you have this theme of, of money and purpose and meaning. Has there been a, a common thread or maybe something that kind of set off a light bulb for you that, that these people are, are using to find meaning in their life or that drove them to, to be successful and through finding that meaning? And if there's any kind of key takeaways that you found? Oh man, there's so many common threads and, 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 you know, there's a couple of concepts I'll, I'll just share that, um, that, that are, that really are important to keep in mind when you're thinking about, oh, I'll be happy if I just have a little bit more. That's probably the number one trick our brains play on us. And there's a guy named uh, Michael Norton and Liz Dunn. Uh, Mike is a professor at Harvard Business School. They wrote a book called Happy Money. 
And they did these studies, and I'm this is paraphrasing, it's been a while since I talked to them, but basically they looked at, they asked people to rank their happiness on one to 10. And then they asked them to, what would it take to get you all the way to a 10? When it comes to how much money would it take to get you all the way to a 10? All the people who answered this said two to three more times than what I have, including millionaires said that. Everybody thinks they'll be happy if they have just a little bit more. But guess what happens? Okay, you're you're worth fifty thousand dollars, and you're like, gosh, I really want to buy a big house. And and all of a sudden, you, you buy that big house, and now you're in a neighborhood with people who have more money. And you're like, oh, you know what else? I don't. I, I wanted to join a country club. And then you can make a little bit more money and join a country club. Well, then you're at a place where people have mountain homes and they fly on net jets and stuff like that. And you go, I just want to keep. And so we're always just striving for a little bit more. And, you know, comparison, you've heard the, 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 the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. That's one of the most important things to keep in mind because it's a, you know, it's a trick that our brains play on us and say, Hey, if you just had what that guy has, and it it never stops. It never, ever stops. And some of the most successful people, including, you know, like I, I look at myself and say, I, I was always a striver. I was a very earnest kid. I was like, I'm going to get good grades. going to go to a good college. I go to a good college. I'll get a good grade. Then I'll have make money and then I'll be happy. And then there's a certain point you have to catch yourself and say, what do I care about? What are the elements that I want to have in my life that I think lead to a successful, um, a successful life. And when I say successful, I don't mean like accomplished life. I mean, like I want to be present for my kids. I want to be a good husband. I want to have enough and I want to have good experiences, but I don't want to be foolish with my money. And so you start using that and you go, and you can back into budgets and say, well, that looks like this on an annual basis. And, you know, and, and maybe I can't go to the five-star resort, but what's important about that trip anyway, it's not where you go, it's who you're with. And so you engineer your life around what's possible. You don't work. You, you remind yourself on a daily basis, how fortunate you are. Every time my car starts, I think about how stressful it was when I had a junker that broke down all the time. And I just stressed about having to go to the mechanic and put it on my credit card and how that would just increase my debt. And, and, and just, I'd feel guilty and terrible about myself. So if you can remind yourself today, how good your life is, you'll want less and you won't worry about what you don't have. You'll be focused on the good stuff in your life and you'll enjoy it more. So those are some of the common themes and everybody does it, dude. Everybody. You just got to catch yourself so you don't ruminate on it and you don't let it ruin your day. So many gems there. And, and it made me think of a quote I love about the definition of success. I think it was Tony Robbins. The guy has all these great quotes, but it's his definition. I could be wrong on on the attribution, but success is doing what I want, when I want, with who I want. And I love that. What's better than that? Yes. And look, that's a privileged place. But I think if you, and, and you mentioned engineering your life, if you don't focus on buying the mountain home and you go, you know what? I have enough because if I buy the mountain home, then I'm going to have to work more to pay for it. And I'm not going to be able to do what I want. And it starts when you're 18 years old. Yes. Right. Yes. It start. It starts when you decide whether or not you're going to sign those student loan papers. It starts when you get out of school and you say, I'm not going to take that trip that I don't have the cash to pay for so that I don't get into this horrific quicksand of debt. And you, you preserve that optionality 
in every year going on so that you can do who you want, when you want, or, 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 or do who you want. That's part of that's That's a pretty good thing yeah. too, right? Doing who you want. <laughs> Presuming that, that he or she is providing consent. No, that you can do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Like that all based, that's all, that, that is a statement of freedom. And it's important that you preserve your financial freedom by not indulging in shit you can't afford, especially early on. I love it. Well, I think there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff that will reach our listeners. And I really, I think it all relates to living a, a happier life and better relationships. Cause if you're engineering your life and you're pursuing the things that fill you up rather than the mountain house, like you're going to show up better in with your friends, with your family, with your romantic partner, you know, it's all connected. So. Well, Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online about your podcast and then we'll say goodbye? Absolutely. So my podcast is called Crazy Money. It's available on all uh, all, all podcast apps. My Substack is called Money and the Meaning of Life. And I, I, I write uh, short essays every couple of weeks about the same kind of stuff I talk about. And live comedy. You can see all my live comedy shows at paulollinger.com. I'll be in Nashville at Zany's on February 28th and in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club on February 22nd. Other dates coming up in Denver, Raleigh, and Washington, D.C. So come out if you can. Awesome. We will have those links in our show notes and on our website. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Chase. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You were listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.